Hi and welcome everyone to the 91st episode of CM Rocks. This is Marcus Erlansson and today's podcast will be about dynamics, social media and power automate. And with me today I have Amy Holden from DXE Technology. Amy is a newly fledged business applications MVP, a dedicated ABC, anything but code, consultant who is passionate about extending and improving dynamics, customer engagement and marketing with a mighty power platform. The end goal of which is to create enjoyable user experience. Living the Dynamics 365 consultant life since their first day of IBM graduate scheme and never looked back. Originally from the UK but relocated to Australia a year and a half ago. Changed a scene and avoid becoming a grown-up. And she's don't plan to leave anytime soon. Welcome Amy Holden. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. How are you today? Really good, yes. Enjoying the uh, work from home life that we live in now today. Um, chilling out in my gym clothes. It's been lovely. Yeah, that's really nice, right? So that's the best part of the quarantine for you. Oh, it's definitely like being able to wear the comfy clothes. No growing up clothes required. And I can't remember the last time I actually had to do my hair. It's fantastic. <laughs> what is it that you do? So what do I do? I try to think of this as how would I explain my job to a five-year-old? Um, and I like to say that I solve business people's problems with computers. But I like to think of myself as a bit of a dynamics and power platform guru. I often work in a consulting role, but often as a resource rather than going to deliver projects. Um, it's kind of termed in our company as, architect as a, architecture as a service. Um, but I also like to refer to it a bit as um, professional prostitution. Um, <laughs> okay, trading hour for money. Pretty much, I'm sold by someone else. I have a, I have a pimp. I'm professionally sold, and um, I go and deliver a service on demand. We're customers all the time. What's your last memorable customer experience as a customer? Okay, so it's always easier to remember the bad ones, um, but I try not to dwell on that. I did recently have a bit of a saga with trying to order a kettle online. Um, which still hasn't come, and it's a month later. But more recently, there was a really positive one um, at my local coffee shop. Um, she was really, really friendly, and it's just the little thing. So I, we've got this whole social distance thing going on, so you have to like take your, take your order, then run away six meters and stand somewhere to wait for your coffee. Um, and she really kindly – I was distracted on my phone being a millennial – and she really kindly came and brought the coffee around a little tray with two little biscuits and handed it to me and just said, smiled and said, have a, have a nice day. And it just leaves you feeling great for the day. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. And it's a big start for that day. How did you end up getting into Dynamics Marketing? Whew. Um, so that was a bit of an accident, actually. Um, it was something that I've been meaning to do for a while. Like, you know, when you have those things on your list of, oh, I need to go learn about dynamics marketing since they brought out the new, the new app, new app, and it was all new and fancy, but I just never got around to it, right? Life gets in the way. And then I decided to put in a proposal for Summit Australia. And I wrote up this proposal, I was like, oh, that's a great topic. And it was all about dynamics marketing and comparing it to click dimensions and Marketo and Adobe. And I was like, oh, that'd be a great, great presentation. I'd love to go and see that. And then 
it got accepted. And then I realized that it was me that was presenting it. And I realized I had a lot to learn. Yeah, so then you had to like, okay, let's let's do all the comparisons and look into it. So what would, you say is, what would you say is the biggest change from Dynamics for marketing and marketing? Yes, um, it's a world of difference. Like Dynamics for marketing, that was basically I, what I saw it as was three entities, right? They created a mailing list. Now, what do you what do we call them? Yeah, mailing lists, um, some campaigns and some campaign responses. That was pretty much it. It made no sense and it was pretty useless, if I'm very honest. Um, however, dynamics marketing is just a whole different kettle of fish. It's got all the it's all it's all the things you'd expect from a from in a marketing solution. You've got your email automation, event management. You're kind of social, you're segmenting, so you're not stuck with the damn advanced find limitation of one hop and the number of times I have to explain to a customer or a business user what I mean by, no, sorry, that data's too far away. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's just automation insight and that great, really valuable 360-degree customer view so you can see exactly what your customer's been doing and interacting with from all of your marketing activities in one single place in Dynamics. So what's your favorite and least favorite part of Dynamics marketing? Right, so I will start with my most favorite. Um, It's developed massively over the last year and a half. I have to say there's a lot of really good things about it now that weren't so great a year and a half ago. But I think my most improved award goes to the email editor. In the past, in the last um, release wave in April, um, it was massively improved. It's such an enjoyable experience now that I, it's at the point where you really don't need any HTML coding skills to produce really professional email designs. That's really fantastic. And my all-time favorite remains as the events and the event portal, because it, again, as myself, as my ABC consultant, anything but code, it allows me to spin up websites, spin up events, literally by creating some records in Dynamics. There's so much power to the business user, and it means consultants like me can pick it up, use it, train the users, and completely empower the user to take full control of their marketing. So there's my favorite. This is nothing like the power portal. This is a different event portal, specially built for Dynamics marketing. Um, so it's specially built for Dynamics Marketing, but it is based on portals. So Power App portals, it, it uses exactly the same process. So that kind of record setup, et cetera, is exactly the same as a Dynamics Power Apps portal. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was a different. It was based on a Angular project that you can download and host yourself and then sort of point it to that one from the power portal and not really use the designer in power portal but perhaps that has changed now yeah so i know there's two ways you can actually take the marketing application without the portal and you can host it yourself on your own server and take that approach but otherwise it's the it's more the classic the portal you know the portal before we moved to power app portals i think we're still stuck on that one and then hopefully we'll move to the power app portal world eventually. So what's your least favorite part of uh, <laughs> Dynamics marketing then? Oh, the prize for the most disappointing feature is social posting. I got so excited about it. I was like, this is great. Let's do social posts. And it's more like the modern way of marketing, right? And it's 
the most basic and disappointing area of the product. It's basically you can schedule posts to LinkedIn, a Facebook page or Twitter, but it's not got anything like when you type in a hashtag, it doesn't help you fill in the hashtag. It just puts a wiggly red line under it. It's not so great with images from what I can tell. And once you put that post out, nothing comes back. So you don't know who's looked at it, who's retweeted it, who's liked it, who's commented on it. It's nothing. So you basically have a scheduler. That's what you have. Yes, a very expensive scheduler to post to your social media sites. So that means that you're missing social engagement and marketing insights now then. Oh, I remember around the time that I picked up Dynamics Marketing, I knew about social engagement. I was like, this is a match made in heaven. So off I skipped to go and play around with social engagement. And then you find that dreaded thing that you don't want to see that it's deprecated. You're like, ah. So then you start digging in. I was like, no, no, it's really going. And it was so amazing what it could do when I first got it it had its own little tab and it told you absolutely everything that's going on and then one day it just disappeared from one of my trials so I miss social engagement dearly in terms of finding alternatives for social engagement um and then obviously marketing insights came along a couple of months later so again I got my hopes up pretty pretty high there and that was the most disappointing thing ever (laughs) I think I heard someone once describe Market Insights as a solution looking for a problem. And I think the best way I can describe it is like it wasn't even connected to Dynamics Marketing. It um, it was basically just like a Bing search engine that searched for things about your company. It's like, well, I've got Bing for that. And the way I talk about it is in the past tense because thankfully they've announced that it's going to be put to rest. What do I do if I want to have something to help me with this then? (laughs) So this is what I started to look at. Um, There are some kind of things on the market in terms of third-party apps, but I never really found anything. And obviously, because I'm just playing around, it's quite expensive to go and spin up all these things and try them out myself. But I was never blown away by anything I found. Um, I know Microsoft do recommend a product called Sprinkler, um, but I'm yet to be able to get a good idea of seeing it in action. So I can't really pass any judgment on it. And it's not something you can just spin up a demo of or anything like that. So that's when I decided to um, start to investigate what I could do with Power Automate. And that's, but out of the box, there's nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing. I mean, if we have had social engagements, that raises some question, perhaps not to you, but perhaps to Microsoft. I mean, that was a product. It must have been used by someone and then just deprecating it and leaving it with no options to go further. That's, it sounds a little bit well interesting Mm, I completely agree with you with the word interesting there so I have done a bit of investigating and I think somewhere on the roadmap there's something to make a social engagement version two so to speak not called that obviously but I did um I think there's been a lot of changes in terms of data and privacy which has caused this after I did some investigating myself, there's been a lot of changes in how how we can store data and what social media is allowed to 
capture on us and store on us. And I think it was an avoidance of the potential political and data privacy nightmares that made social engagement go to sleep. So GDPR killed it. I think that's a really excellent way of summarizing it. Thanks, GDPR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... I'm I'm from the uh, I'm live in Europe, so I we have that everywhere, and all of my customers have to take that into account. And is it the same for you in Australia? So we don't have a GDPR equivalent, but I remember because I was in the UK when it first came out, and I remember it was just like it's the buzzword. It was the buzzword of what was it, 2016, 15? It was just the buzzword. Um, over here, say, no one. Go on. I would say it, it went into effect about uh, April 2018, but oh, uh, yeah, it has it. It did have a two-year lead time. Yes, so in that two-year lead time, it was like a consultant's dream, wasn't it? Like you mentioned this GDPR thing, and it was a great way to sell things, and it was just hot topic of like the decade. It felt like. But over here, we don't have GDPR. And when you say the word, people tend to look at you a bit blankly. There is some data privacy laws, but they're not as strict. Obviously, GDPR does impact us if you're dealing with customers who have any customer within Europe. But it's much less of a big thing out here. And of course, if social media is involved, that could be anyone because it's always on a global scale. Exactly. You can't say, oh, well, if you're in Australia, you can have all the social engagement tools you want. And then if you're not, you can't. Because again, we could have customers all over the world. So you're right. You can't just turn it off for some people. What's the difference between inbound and outbound marketing in your mind? It's a really interesting question, actually, because I think the way the world has changed in the last 10 years has really affected how marketing works and how works better. So classic outbound marketing is your traditional things that you think of when you think of marketing. It's sending out your email blasts. It's having a commercial advert on TV or maybe in a newspaper when people used to read newspapers. It's sending out a survey or hosting a little store, an event. It's very much a one-way communication and it's often about the product that you're trying to sell. But in today's world, it's much easier to skip those things than it used to be. Like people don't read newspapers. We're overwhelmed by the number of emails we get every day. You can skip the adverts on TV now by pausing and fast forwarding. And this approach is very much a cold call. It's kind of you go out and hunt people that might want your thing and you strike and say, hey, buy my jewelry. You're going out to them and jumping on them because you think they might like jewelry. Whereas inbound marketing is completely different. Inbound is where people find you. So maybe from word of mouth, from a recommendation, from like if you deliver good customer service. It might be if, you, um, if you're Googling um, the best jewelry in Australia, you'll come across my website for my jewelry stock, sure. Um, another one is, for example, my presence on social media. You stumble across me because a friend liked to post. That's a typical inbound marketing And what's really nice is that it's more around building interaction and conversation, not specifically about the products being sold, but more about the people and the customer behind it. And that awareness really lures people in. So once people come and talk to you, 
it's a really quick conversion to sale. So inbound marketing is that approach of if you build it, they will come. And the people that want your products will come to you instead of you going to them. So will you buy clicks on Google Ads and then you have advertising there and then perhaps you have a blog to create content about your domain then so people can search for it and then you will find that you're knowledgeable in these areas. Exactly. It's just all about having that presence so people are more likely to stumble across you. So like you said, like doing a blog about what you've been up to if you've been at a certain you've been doing some research of some really cool research in the latest jewelry fashions and trends, like giving the customer something in return for their customer custom in return for their custom. So if I want to go from email blasts, then if I want to be a bit rude to more inbound marketing in dynamics marketing, how do I do that? Then? Not very easily is the answer. <laughs> So out of the box, like I said, the social posting is very basic. It's got some really nice stuff for the in for the inbound marketing around LinkedIn integration because obviously Microsoft bought LinkedIn. The LinkedIn to Dynamics marketing integration is really neat. Um, it obviously comes at a cost, but that's pretty good. But otherwise, so for a business a B two B situation, so business to business. It's pretty good. You'd focus on your LinkedIn presence, and you can also bring in things like your um, your own personal website analytics into Dynamics Marketing and act on those things as well. But otherwise, it's pretty limited, especially in the B2C market. So this is where I started to explore with Power Automate what you can do to boost that social media monitoring side of Dynamics Marketing. So in case people don't know what Power Automate is, um, Power Automate is part of the Power Platform family. And the clue's a bit in the name, but it's, help, it's designed to help you automate tasks that would otherwise be manual. And it's got a heap of pre-built connectors, which you can use to go and get data. You can do things with the data and put it in other places. It's a workflow machine, but it's super, super no-code, low-code friendly. So I can write code, but don't really want to. And I can create Power Automate flows with click and drag and drop, basically. And some of the really cool connectors that they have are around social media. And so I decided to go on a little bit of an adventure of how I can make Dynamics Marketing go from awesome to really awesome with the help of Power Automate. So there's some things that I did here. Um, the The most exciting one, I think, for me was Twitter. So using the Power Automate connector, I was able to build a full piece of social media monitoring and dynamics marketing by building some flows that basically whenever tweets were, I I always choose Vegemite as my demo explanation. It's always my typical one. I don't know where jewelry came from earlier. So I... So so what's what's that then? Vegemite. Oh, let me tell you. It's a little love story. I hope you've got a little romantic violin from the background of this bit so when i came to australia i never had so the uk and europe side has something called marmite it's basically a yeast extract spread it's super salty it's dark black it's got a bit of that umami taste but the thing about marmite is that it's made from it contains gluten and i'm allergic to gluten so i've never had it in my life 
So I came to Australia and they have something called Vegemite. Um, this is controversial, but apparently they're basically the same thing. They come from the same thing. It's just moldy yeast that tastes great when you spread it on toast. But again, it wasn't gluten free. And about a month after I landed in Australia, they brought out gluten free Vegemite. So it unlocked a whole realm of opportunities for me. And I bought some and I have never looked back since. I'm absolutely hooked on it. Um, People generally would spread a thin layer on toast, but I will spread it like thicker than you'd spread jam and butter. And I can happily eat it from the jar with a spoon. (laughs) Okay. So you use that together with Power Automate then to create these posts then? (laughs) Yes. So I thought Vegemite's a good brand. So then back to the Power Automate. I built up some Power Automates that basically if anyone mentions the hashtag Vegemite, if anyone mentions Vegemite, I could automate creating those tweets in Dynamics and then also build some really cool analytics on it. So I could say whether it was a mention, whether it was a hashtag. I then used some, at the time, it wasn't AI Builder. um, It was the Azure Cognitive Services. So to do some sentiment analysis. So every time a tweet was posted, I'd run some sentiment analysis, pull it into Dynamics Marketing and give some gauge of the sentiment of the post. And then from having all this data in Dynamics, I I went really super simple at this point just to see how it would work. I just built up a little dashboard where you can basically monitor all your social media. So if I worked at Vegemite Marketing, straight away through Dynamics Marketing, I can monitor all the social media activity in one place. And it gave some really great visuals and you can kind of then start to tie in how your marketing activity is affecting your social media presence on Twitter. And it's all that idea of users aren't having to flick between windows and systems. It's all in one place. So so do you built up a dashboard with some sentiment sort of overviews? Is it going good? How is it going over time? And that kind of information then? Absolutely, yeah. So I built up some really cool charts. I also managed to pull through... So, you know, if people have like their location um, on Twitter, I could pull that through in the feed as well. So I could then and then use and connected it to Bing Maps to then be able to plot where everyone was tweeting from in the world. And you'd be able to drill down into, say, if you have negative um, tweets coming through on a particular day, you can drill down and see what the tweet is and then also give them a link directly back to Twitter so they can go and act on that, maybe follow up with someone and work out what's going on. It was really, really powerful and really super cool. So you don't actually store who tweeted it in Dynamics, so you go around that whole GDPR thing? So at the time, it currently, you can still get back the Twitter handle of the person. Um, you can pull that back through Power Automate. So I had the Twitter handle of the person, and then a link back to that directly to the post, so they could go into Twitter to act on it. Okay, then. So I I thought that perhaps the link was enough because then you can go there and then you can see who that was. But perhaps uh, that's enough. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think both are good to have as well, because I'd be intrigued. I think there's a lot of power in having that data there in terms of if you've got certain people who communicate with you a lot, because you could look at the analytics from that point as well. Do, Do certain people tweet you a lot? And is it a good thing or a bad thing? Maybe if you're looking for brand ambassadors, these kind of people would be good targets that you could be all easily made aware of to go and reach out to to help spread the brand. So Vegemite can find you so they can reach out to you and say, hey, we want someone who is an ambassador for us. 
Yes, please sign me up. How about Instagram then? Yeah, so again, it's, I went on this social media hunt and I um I dug down into Instagram. So I know it's much more a B to C, and it's like a young, hip, trendy thing to be on Instagram, right? Um, so you can do pretty much the same thing. If I make a post to um, Instagram, I can then loop back and pick up comments and likes that have come through from Instagram. And also, although there's no posting from Dynamics Marketing to Instagram, I created it so that when a post was made through Instagram, it would then pull it back into Dynamics so that I could see again in the marketing space what Instagram post has been made by my company. So that was really helpful again to get that single view of what's going on with that activity. I was trying to get something together to do direct messages and things like that, but things got a bit too complicated. So it's it's limited to comments and likes on posts. And that's about the extent of what the pre-built connector could do. But Instagram does also have APIs available. So you could, in theory, build out a custom connector and delve down into that side of things more as well. But you can sort of see if it's a good was it a post on Instagram, a good post or if it's not so good post then. Exactly, yeah, because based on the number of likes and comments and things like that, you can see exactly what's going on with that activity, which is really cool. And again, it's all just using these pre-built connectors straight out of Power Automate. And the last one that I did, actually, um, I set up a little um, RSS feed that pulls in all the news about Vegemite. Because the other thing I thought was around, you want to be able to see what your what's going on in the press. So like there's no such bread press as bad press, apparently, but you want to be across it and aware of it. So I set up an RSS feed um, that then pulled in any news articles that came through that were mentioning Vegemite so that you could easily monitor the press that was going on around your company and get a feel of what's going on with the with what how the world are looking at you. So you're building up sort of awareness of the brand as well then. So that's not as much on social media, but perhaps more traditional media blogs then? Yeah, I think it's more, it's still that focus on that inbound marketing. So it's how can how how well are we doing with our with our marketing? What's our brand looking like? How can we build up our brand? Because again, the social media is all about this building up a brand building up a place where people come and find you and they think, oh, that's a really cool company. I want to be part of that. Where can I buy a Vegemite? And it's all part of that monitoring, building and establishing yourself so that, like you said, you build it and they will come. So social engagement had this where if it was a bad in sentiment in the social posting from someone, you could sort of... uh, alert that as a case or i think it was a case in in dynamics you could basically do this and extend your solution with that as well then absolutely a hundred percent so i think it was with the with the tweets i actually set them up as an activity entity which obviously has that pre-built ability to convert to i think it's an email or a case so there's already, I think I accidentally built that. So I created each tweet that gets pulled through is created as an activity type record. And then from that, each tweet can then be converted to a case. And you could also build some automation rules around that really easily as well. So is this anything that you recommend people do? Have you made anything of this with the customer? So a lot of my customers tend to be B2B, which means it's 
pretty boring and we just do LinkedIn. But I would definitely, I've had a lot of interest from people who are in the B2C situation and I definitely recommend exploring it because the cost is essentially the cost of Power Automate, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than buying another solution. It's no scary custom code development that's likely to break. It's all fully supported and it's leveraging the Power Platform, which is all native to Dynamics. So I would highly, highly recommend that if people are feeling disappointed by the social posting available in Dynamics Marketing, to definitely look to Power Automate and the connectors to do the social media monitoring. So have how have you used Dynamics Marketing and uh, Power Platforms during this quarantine done? Yeah, so that was part of the power plot. Part of Dynamics Marketing I recently got to explore was the um, the integration for webinars. So you already know that I'm a bit in love with the event portal, but there's also a pre-built integration with On24 for uh, webinars. Um, and I took out a free trial and had a good play around with that, and I was really impressed with how seamless the integration was with that, um, which I otherwise wouldn't have known about a few months ago. And actually one of my customers now is in the process of implementing dynamics marketing and they'll be taking on the webinars as well because it's really reflective of how the world is at the minute people aren't going out but we've got to keep the shows going so that was really really exciting i think as well the current situation of the world has made people realize that they do need a marketing automation tool you've got a lot of companies who get by with these email blasts that they spend forever massaging excel sheets with Getting, getting the mailing list right. And then I've, I've heard all sorts of, like, I think you can only send an Outlook email to 500 people and then you've got to put them in BCC and all oh, some painful things. And I think this, the whole COVID situation, people suddenly realize like we need to be able to communicate with our customers fast and to the right people. And it's made them realize that they do need more than Outlook and Excel marketing lists. So The projects are popping up all over the place, which is super exciting. And I think the last thing that I've been doing was maybe a bit less focused on the Dynamics Marketing, um, but we did also launch the Power Platform Pub Quiz, which has been lots of fun using the Power Platform to um, basically run online um, pub quizzes with the Power Platform. So we built the whole solution using all the Power Platform I've sadly not got managed to get marketing into it yet, but there's definitely something we could do with it. And that's been super fun as well. So using the Power Platform for fun solutions as well as business solutions. Oh, that's really nice. So the pub quizzes is you're divided into teams and then you have to get answers about the Power Platform together. Yeah, so we built, we put people into teams of, I think, four, so people could sign up as a team or as individuals. We team them up, but then we also, so we use Microsoft Forms Quiz for um, getting the answers back, but we also made it so that all the team players could submit their answers or they could collaborate on one. And we use Power BI to calculate the average score for the team. So even if they weren't co-located, they could all take part and all of their answers counted towards the team's overall score. So how have you done this far then? Have you won? Um, So we ran the first one a couple of months ago and um, we had obviously a winning team and we're running them every month, every every other month, sorry. So um, I myself was a quiz master, so I didn't get to win, but I obviously would have done. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it was super fun. It set it up with me, myself, and um, three other people: Alice Drummond, Greg Nash, and um, Christian Borovac. And it's been super fun for us all to do it. I've learned so much. I finally managed to open up Power BI for the first time in my life, despite being in denial about it. And it's been really good fun to bring the community together for a reason other than having to learn. Yeah. And and then I saw a video of you doing a presentation, PowerPoint presentation on, was it the Power, pre, PowerPoint, uh, what's it called, the assistant? No. Yeah, so I, um, I went to the dark side, um, to the Office 365 slash Microsoft 365 world. And um, I, I'm like madly in love with PowerPoint. It's a bit of a closet relationship, but I guess I've just come out the closet. Um, and I did a, pres- a couple of presentations for Microsoft 365 May about the um, presenter coach, which is around um, basically AI feedback when you, pre- when you do a presentation. So it's as, as you're presenting, it's telling you what you're doing well, tells you when you're saying um too much, it tells you off for saying like unpolitically correct words. So things like you guys, it'll tell you off for. Um, and then at the end, it gives you a really cool like summary report of your cadence and your volume. And it's it's really, really cool. So what score would it give us today? I think we'd be like a, an, we'll, we'll, wait, we'll, we'll be modest. No one likes a 10 out of 10 because it makes them seem inhuman. So we'll go for like a 9.5. I think Ooh, that's that's yeah. fair. <laughs> Okay, I would be really thankful for that one. I think I would be like a, a three or a four, but yeah. yeah. So we're really uh, valuable, really useful feedback as you're presenting because it's all that whole like you never want to actually present practice your presentation until until the day, um, and it makes you do that, and it makes you face up to the fact that you do say um at least a hundred times in ten seconds. I can tell you that editing your own voice gets your kind of, uh, y- yeah, you think about what you say, even though I, I try to not repeat myself. Um, once I start editing, I just realize, oh, it's that again. Oh, it's that again. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very exposing and um, terrifying sometimes to see. Where do I go if I want to know more? If you want to know more about me, so I recently, well, ish, bought my, finally bought my digital home, amyholden.com. It's spelled A-M-E-Y, though. That's my parents' fault for putting a bit of a typo on the old birth certificate. So amyholden.com is my new digital home. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, I do try and use Twitter. Ironically, I'm not actually that good at using it. I just like building analytics on it. But again, Amy Holden and all those places, but it's A-M-E-Y. And there I can find more information about how to do this inbound marketing and automate it with Power Automate. Yes, definitely. All my articles are on my website and I'm more than happy for you all to reach out and ask me some more questions. All right. And that's a call out for everyone then. (laughs) So if we want to see you then, do you have any public speaking or anything like that scheduled? Well, public speaking is a bit funny right now, hey? Um, but it's quite cool. I quite like this COVID thing. I can present anywhere in the world. Um, I think my next one coming up, we have a session at the Microsoft Reactor, um, which again is online. And we're going to talk about the solution behind the Power Platform pub quiz and how we powered that with the Power Platform. And then I believe I've got something else coming up 
with um, Microsoft for the ProDev conference that's in America next month. All right. And do you have any recommendation on who can can be a future guest on this podcast? Yeah, so I think I've got two. I've got um, Eric Sauvé. I actually said his name right. So I recently did a bit of an interview with him because he helped out with the Power Platform pub quiz. He's very interesting, very knowledgeable, and one of the most helpful people I have ever met. I know him as the AI builder god, but I'm pretty sure he does other things as well. And my second nomination, I can't say his last name, so you're going to have to, I'll have to type it to you and you'll have to put it in the show notes. It's Gregory Pistorian. He's over in Portland in the States and he runs a lot of user groups and he just has the most amazing energy, enthusiasm and encouragement to build people up. He, I met him only a few, a few weeks ago and he is a real inspiration. Oh, thank you. So do you have any links to your self-promotion? You mentioned Twitter, so you have that one. LinkedIn, perhaps? Yeah, so LinkedIn, Twitter, and also my website is where you can find me. Okay, thank you for your participation in CRM Works. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks to you listening. And don't forget that you can find the show notes and everything on serumrocks.com. And you can just subscribe. Just search for CRM Rocks in your favorite podcast player. And you will find it right there. See you next time on CRM Rocks.